intellectually petty radio on your stereo Don't compare us to anything, this a different scenario We break records while we pushing the culture forward Great music and big vibes right in that order Intellectually petty radio on the stereo Don't compare us to anything, this a different scenario We break records while we pushing the culture forward Great music and big vibes right in that order And you are now tuned into another episode of Intellectually Petty Radio, brought to you by M3S3 Clothing. Men make moves and suckers stand still. And as always, Nerve DJs is in the building, man. And you know, I don't fuck around at all. I only bring legends on the show, man. And today is no motherfucking exception. Spice motherfucking one in the building was good, bruh. I know that. <laughs> What's up, bird, man? We're probably with you. Man, how's life, man? How's your family? Um, you're all right, man. You know, just um, you know, just taking it one day at a time. You know, shit. Kicking back. That's all we can do. In the, in the, in the, in the uh, garage, having to drink. Just got off my bike. And, okay. Uh, came back. You know, just went and picked up some fire. Got off my bike. Sat down. Started rolling up. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not mad at that, man. Oh man, the the weed out there must be phenomenal. Yeah, you know, I'm out here in Vegas, but you know, the homies they don't do nothing but but bring it out here from Cali. But then it's so legal out here, you know, it, it got fire everywhere. You know what I'm saying? So, yeah. Yo, it's a couple motherfuckers that live out in Vegas now. Like I know Tash is out there. I think Corrupt is yeah. out there. Yeah, yeah, Corrupt out here, Tash. Um. Chill uh, was out here. I don't know where he he moved to. He moved out, moved for a minute. Uh, Wino out here. Uh, Coolio was out here. Um, you wow. know, he, he, everybody was out here, man. You know, what's what is it about Vegas? Um, first it was you know it was it was real. Um, you know, it was affordable for a lot of people. You know, but then everybody started moving out here, so now the price went up to move out here. But still, everybody comes here, so we all know, you know, that everybody comes to Vegas. So, you know, and you got the choice to go, you know, get into what's cracking. It's always something cracking. You can't just say, "Oh, it ain't nothing cracking in Vegas." It's always <laughs> something cracking out in this motherfucker. Or you got the choice to sit back at the house. You know, you live at, on the outskirts or whatever, um, and you just chill out and you know don't get into too much shit. But you know, it's really you know you you have all the tools out here you need to destroy yourself or to <laughs> or to or to prosper. You know what I'm saying? So, I feel you on that, man. And I ask every MC, every producer that comes on, man. When did you fall in love with hip hop? Um, I say, uh, man, I, f- I fell in love with hip hop when uh, from from the breakdancing days, you know, um, I was, I wasn't even a rapper at first. I used to break dance and, 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 you know, and, and hit, and hit moves, you know, I said, I used to pop and, you know what I'm saying? And all of that, you know, until I got into the breakdancing and then I seen Ice-T rapping on, um, on, uh, breaking and, and, and I wanted to be, I wanted to rap. Um, but I, I was influenced by the by the break dancing first, you know, and, and, the, and the popping and stuff first, and then it came to rap music, you know. Yo, and I'm I trying to explain and all, all the other elements, you know. what I'm saying? I be trying to explain to my kids that we used to actually show up to house parties with a cardboard box. They 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 don't get it. No, they don't get it, man. <laughs> don't I mean, looking back, it was kind of fucking stupid, man. I'm not gonna lie, man. <laughs> <laughs> Walking up to somebody's house with a box. Yeah. <laughs> It was crazy because, you know, um, I didn't even know, you know, um, you know, we had performed, uh, we used to go to Frisco and, um, and, uh, and bring the cardboard box with us or the, or the linoleum, the, uh, the floor, <laughs> we bring the floor with us to, uh, Frisco. <laughs> you didn't get down too though, you know, um. And you know, we put our little hat out there. I take my hat off and put it out there, and then we we start hitting them, you know. 
and uh and get money you know what i'm saying um it was hip-hop was always a form of me uh, expressing myself and getting getting money uh whether it was break dancing or rap rap music you know okay so when did that transition for you to be an mc um you know i i, I just my my you know my my people like my my parents my pops he wrote poetry my mom my sister my auntie my uncle they would write poetry um they was you know they, they were poets they do spoken word and mm. you know all of that stuff um so i knew you know i had that that part was in me but i just put it to the beat after i heard um you know ice t and, and six in the morning run dmc all of that stuff when i started listening to all of that I just started, um, you know, trying to write my own raps, and then I started doing answer machines for my friends, um, and it was like, hello, you've reached the motherfucking S-P-I-C-E, be the ruthless nigga from the one except faculty, or, or, you know, that was my answer machine, but then I would, my friends would pay me to rap on their answer machines, so I would, I would spit on their shit, you know, back in the day. When niggas had answer machines, you know what I'm saying? I would just rap on the answer machine, they they pay me to do that, so I, I started getting money doing that, and, um, Eventually, just start recording songs, you know. So when did you know? Okay, yeah, I'm kind of good at this shit. What song? What was it? One song, or was it like one moment? Well, yeah, it was, I say it was one song and and the moment because um, it was uh, one. It was a song called 187 Proof. Um, oh, that was, was the shit. About alcohol. Yeah, huh? yeah, I remember the video too. Yeah, and the alcohol. I mean, the video got the claymation figures and stuff up in there, or whatever. And it's it's dope, you know. I like the video. I, I, I always it's one of my favorite videos. Um, but I dreamed about that I was a um, that I was a rap star, and and that was my famous. That was my song that made me famous before I was a rap star. You know what I'm saying? Hmm. Okay. All right. I, so I dreamed 187 proof was the song that made me famous, and then I took it out of my dream, wrote it, and here I am. Really? Yeah. For real. Yo, that- that's fucking dope. Okay, so you go from that song to the first the first album. What, what was that? Spice One. Yeah, the, the self titled uh, self titled. Uh, what is like fourteen songs on there? Who you have producing on there? Um, Ant Banks and um, EA Ski and uh, Blackjack. Yo, um, Ant Banks is probably huh? one of the most underrated. Him and EA Ski. Most yeah. underrated producers in the history of the game that, that don't get nearly enough love. Yeah, them dudes are savages, man. For real, for real. You still fuck with them? Yeah, yeah. I still, um, I talk to Banks. Um, I talk to EA Ski a lot. Um, we did, me and EA Ski just did something for his album. Mm-hmm. Um, so look forward to that. When his album come out, I did a banger on there with him. <laughs> Yo, I'm I'm gonna keep it a buck, man. Like I'm an old nigga, and most of the the old heads they they think they are still dope, and a lot of them aren't. Nigga, you ain't lost a step. Uh yeah, man. Um, I showed one of my little young homies uh one of my tracks, and you know he was just like, you know, thinking that, you know, uh. You know, because a lot of people put me in a box and they just like, you know, gangsta, West Coast gangster rap, you know. But um, a lot of people fail to see I'm a, I'm, a, I'm an artist. You know, I sing, I do reggae, I do my own, you know, I'm an artist at the same time. So as gangster as I am, I'm still an artist. I can play the keyboard, I, you know what I'm saying? I know how to uh, I know how to mix it. When you put two turntables and a mixer between me, I know what I'm doing, you know. Um, I, can, I can make beats, or, you know what I'm saying? So, I mean... Yeah, I'm an artist, um, and when it, and with all of that said, it's like you know, I create. I don't, I don't keep, I don't keep myself in a box. I just, you know, create whatever is on my mind. And I'm, I'm, I'm gonna be honest. I, I watched a few of, of your uh, interviews. I'm not gonna name no names, um, but I think they did you a disservice because they don't talk about your career. They talk about people you know, which is dope, you know, because right. they, they get you clips and all that shit and get you highlights, but. You said something. What did you say? Uh, it was too short, and then you, right? And and that's so fucking true, bro. Like, what is it? Do you think you did something wrong where people aren't mentioning you in that top tier? I don't know. You know, because I really, I if it is, 
if I did do something wrong, I don't know what it is, you know, um, you know, because a lot of people, you know, don't, don't don't talk to me or whatever. But I don't even, you know, maybe because um, even back in the day when, um, you know, when I did the math and, and was thinking, OK, 13 um, dollars a, a, a CD and mm -hmm. and uh, at nine hundred thousand. So 13 times 900,000. And I, I seen I, I seen maybe a few maybe 30 or 40 grand out of that, not even 100,000, then I started asking questions. And, um, you know, the, I didn't get the right answers back, so I got pissed off and started talking crazy to, to people. You know what I'm saying? Um, and this is at the age of maybe 24, 25 years old, you know? So okay. I kind of knew what was going on, and I wasn't really feeling it. So um, it was like a, a black ball thing going on. You know, the, the industry, uh, as far as is, is the record label I was on, um, you know, they was kind of pissed off at me because I wanted my money or because I was talking, uh, you know, and then I got these rumors spread around about me talking about I, I did some, I did drugs and shit like that. You know what I'm saying? And I ain't never snorted a line of cocaine in my life. So, I mean, you know, all I do is smoke weed and, and drink a little bit. You know what I'm saying? So, I mean, mm -hmm. um, it was a lot of, uh, bullshit going on around about me like I was some kind of loose cannon I was out there tripping and shit I just really wanted my money you know what I'm saying um, and I didn't want to have to be um, paying rent you know I wanted to pay off on my house my house and everything you know I wanted some real money and it seemed like I wasn't getting it so I, yeah I acted a fool maybe it was that mm -hmm. uh, when the, the industry blackballed me but the streets stay rocking with me so that's why i'm still here and i'm able to rock now because the streets stay with me you know what i'm saying mm -hmm. so you know shout out to all my diehard fans that's been rocking with me all of these 30 years and, and longer you know um you know shit if it wasn't for them i wouldn't i wouldn't be here you know so yo 30 years of talking that shit man like like all right so look, I, i'm trying to introduce some young cat to spice one Give me three songs I should play for them. You want to play maybe um, Menace to Society soundtrack, Trigger Got No Heart for Show. Um, and uh, maybe the uh, I Got Five on a remix. And um, you can play um, maybe Jealous Got Me Strapped with me and with me and uh, Tupac or something. Oh, that's, that's fire right there, too. Hey, yeah. um, yo, what? Okay, so, and I know I, I talk that shit, but what, what, who did you enjoy being in the studio with the most? And it could be a producer or, or an artist. Um, who I had the most fun in the studio with. <laughs> <laughs> um, it'd probably be Pac because you know we we both had a, a work ethic that was crazy, mm -hmm. and you know we you know um, it was just a time where you know where um, where he was like you know we smoked like a gang of weed and shit, and he was like man. Don't don't go don't fall asleep because you gotta drop your verse and shit. And I was like, I ain't I ain't going to sleep, fool. You know, he was like, yeah, your ass always be going to sleep when we smoke hella weed. And I'm like, man, I ain't going to sleep. Don't worry about me. I'm straight. So we go to the studio in about what? Uh, Twenty minutes later, my ass was laying on the floor in the uh, recording booth, sleep. <laughs> This nigga know me like a motherfucker, you know. <laughs> <laughs> like, fuck you, yeah, I'm sleep, nigga. And he came over there and he was at least and he and he was, you know, he was nudging me with his foot and he was like, Man, wake your ass up, fool. I told you I can go to sleep. And I said, Man, I ain't sleep, fool, you know what I'm saying? So I got up and I dropped a verse. And um he dropped a verse and then I passed back the fuck out. So, you know, um but Years later, I re-recorded, I, I dropped my verse. Okay. The song was called um, uh, Can't Turn Back. Okay. So you can check that out with me and me and, me and Tupac and, you know, and, and think about, you know, because my ass was sleep on the floor in the studio. 
<laughs> Yo, I remember Pete Rock telling me a story about uh, uh, Big Pun that that nigga did. He didn't tell me what I can't remember what song it was, but this nigga was sitting down eating a sandwich doing a song. Who? Uh, uh, Big, Big Pun? Pun? Yes. Mm-hmm. Like, yeah, I think it's be doing some wild shit. Yeah, I mean, I, I write songs while I'm playing video games. <laughs> like, I could be playing my video game and thinking some shit and, and either uh, jot it down on my phone or, mm-hmm. or I remember it. But lately, I mean, I ain't even been writing. I just get up there and, and do my thing, you know, because Yo. um, I just get up there and say what I was going to write, you know. The shit with Snoop is fucking fire, too, bruh. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, and Snoop is in his bag. He he in his '90s bag. Yeah, that's why we you know we kind of wanted it to be like that. Like we wanted that uh, West Coast '90s sound and shit. So when when they when they hit you up to do uh, the Minutes to Society soundtrack, like how does that go? Like they just call you up, hey, we want a song. And you make it based off the movie? Do you watch the movie? Or do you already have a song in the can? And you say, here, I'm just going to give you this shit. Well, how it went with, with the Minister Society soundtrack, um, the Hughes Brothers um, actually shot the video in my neighborhood. And um, me and um, and uh, Pac and, 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 and uh, Pooh Man and um, and uh, Forty was there, and um, they wanted me and Pac to do the movie. Uh, I was supposed to be Kane, and Tupac was going to be, uh, I think, Sharif. Mm-hmm. And so they they talked to us about the video at the, at the movie at the I mean talked to us about the movie at the video shoot, and um. I guess, you know, something happened between them and Pac. They even got into a fight in my video, video all kind of crazy shit. And my manager, um, he just didn't keep up with the with the uh, producer. He didn't keep up. He didn't call um, uh, the Hughes Brothers. He never called Alan or anything. I had the script to be O-Dog. I was reading the script and not even knowing that my manager wasn't handling his business. So I ended up firing him. I was really pissed off over that, man, you know. I'm still tripping on it today. You know what I'm saying? Like, why the hell you didn't call him so I could have got the movie part? But um, they just. I'm sorry. You what? You you. Uh, I can't hear you. They just ended up giving me the soundtrack instead. Okay. Yo, how long? How long did you fi- did it take for you to find out your manager wasn't on that shit though? To find out that he wasn't calling him back. Yeah. Um, when I, when I talked to, um, I think I talked to eight or somebody and they said that they was, they was actually shooting scenes. Yo, that's fucking. <laughs> yeah. Oh. And so I'm like, man, y'all shooting scenes already and shit? Why ain't nobody called me? You know what I'm saying? So I started calling around and called my manager and asked him. He said, man, oh, I never called him. I lost the number. So I was like, man, you ought to be shot, motherfucker. <laughs> Yeah, I agree with you on that one. I'm surprised you didn't put hands on that that individual. Yeah, you know, and and, and you know, I, I called a big meeting and, and at the record label and, and fired him in front of everybody and shit. But that still just wasn't enough. I mean, how the fuck you gonna how the fuck you gonna be the reason? You're the fucking reason that I'm not old dog in Minnesota society. Like, ugh, like wow, like you motherfucker, you. Did you see how how iconic that was going to be at that time? Say what? Did you see how iconic O-Dog was going to be at that time? Nah, I didn't didn't really even know. I was just reading the script and I was like, damn, you know, this kind of sound like me anyway. So it ain't really shit I can't. uh, I should just kind of be myself and just say these words and shit. You know what I'm saying? (laughs) Wow. All right, so... You do Spice One. What's the next? What's the next album? Well, the next album we're working on is it's called Night Rider, and um, you know I got a few uh, few blaps on there. You know, a few songs I'm still trying to get cleared. Um, I'm waiting, waiting for uh, a few a few features and stuff uh, from some other artists, but 
you know, once the album actually get done, it's going to be off the hook, you know. Uh, but I drop singles in the meantime. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, most of the singles that I drop will probably be um, songs from the album, songs on the album. So I just keep pushing, you know, knocking down singles and putting them out there. I just did a um, single called On Sight. Uh, we just did a video to it. Uh, we probably released that in a few weeks or a week or two. Um, and um, uh, shit, I got another uh, few more videos I want to do uh, when my guy get out of here because I'm gonna go to uh, I gotta go to AZ for a, a Super Bowl uh, pre bowl mm. party or whatever and, and and do a show out there. Then I come back here and finish working on my album and, and shoot a few videos and um, you know because I'm doing everything independent through uh, Empire. Um, through my label Thug World and Empire Distribution, um, so you know, um, man, I'm just trying to stay stay pushing. You know what I'm saying? Um, it's 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 still uh, you know it's still smash mode. <laughs> yo yo, um, at some point you was homeless. Yeah yeah, I went through a lot, man. Um, even in uh, you know, I used to sleep on a on the um in my in my car with all my plaques um or stay in a hotel room or something you know um but um i know you know after after a while like you know i, I just started thinking you know um i uh, i started i got ended up having a, a kid and um some was just like, you know, shit, if you just put, somebody told me if you put your kids first, then then everything else should fall into place. Mm. So, you know, I, I started thinking more, you know, what I'm going to do to support this kid and whatever. And, um, you know, so, uh, and, and it, and it kind of got me back on my feet to where I, I wanted to even do something, you know, because I was really discouraged, man. You know, um, I felt like I was abandoned by a lot of friends. Um People I thought was my friends, um, you know, when nobody really contacted me no more, you know, it felt, I felt like I was, um, I didn't get the respect um, that I would would have if I had gotten the money that was actually owed to me mm-hmm. uh, from the label, which was millions of dollars, millions of dollars, you know, and um, so, you know, a lot of people wasn't respecting me because I didn't have this money that I'm supposed to have, but the the um, fact is, the the the, the uh, shorts that I took, the, the the hits that I took, are the reason that that these little niggas make money today. They know what not to do, you know. Mm. Um. So, with all of that said, you know, if, if like I said, if I did have, you know, a few million dollars, man, I could break cats off like Curtis Blow or anybody who put more, who put um. $30 worth of game into the game, $30 million worth of game into the game. Like, you know, uh, if it wasn't for Grandmaster Flash and all of these cats or whatever, we wouldn't have shit. They should they should have money. You know, they, they should really be sitting on some real money somewhere um, because if it wasn't for them, we wouldn't have shit. That's true. Um, but did they do a good job of passing the torch? I don't know if they did. Um. Hip hop was, I think hip hop was so new back then, nobody really knew how it was, how far it was going to go. We was just, people was just doing music and and, and putting it out there um, because it was doubted so much by um, by the general public. You know, mm-hmm. uh, this music ain't going to last this that long, and Thanks. you know, so um, you know, we didn't even know that that fifty years later that we would be celebrating fifty years of hip hop and. And uh, you know Chuck D and and Flavor Flav was on stage and and there's all of the rappers' names are in back of them and I see my name back there and people sending me pictures of it or whatever you know um, I didn't had no idea hip hip hop was would get this big and be the number one um, music in the country um, so nobody really knew you know but we just kept on kept on riding like the bad I mean, part but- about it was you get all of that all of them that make all that money and you don't really get to see none of none of it. You know what I'm yeah. saying? Although like 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 I, I I heard you say that Ice T was one of those people that 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 helped you out. Right. Um so well, it was yeah, some I brothers thinking that way. Huh? 
It was some brothers thinking, you know what? Let me pass it. Let me help the next generation out. Right, right. You know, in 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 um in to to this day, you know, I'm 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 really uh, thankful that that dude uh, uh, looked out for me and gave me a studio to actually record my album, so I can send them send it back to him and and get a, a, my advance, whatever you know that might little money may have been to um continue on with my life and um maybe pay some bills and put something together but you know back then it wasn't about the money and it was it was you know nobody told you nobody was around to tell you okay you know this is how we're gonna do this you know we're gonna make it like happen like this or whatever um nobody was around to tell you that all you knew as is that you was you know uh you you was the number one rapper in the country, and you had a, you had a, a thirty or forty grand in the in the bank. Um, at that time, you thinking that you really doing it, but you not. You ain't doing shit. You know you you getting gaffled. They robbing you. You know what I'm yeah. saying? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And I'm at, I'm I'm twenty two, twenty three years old, thinking I'm really doing it. You know what I'm saying? So I mean, you know, shit. You know, I didn't I didn't know shit. I never really had the real money that. I actually made for the label. I didn't even know um, what they was making. No, had no idea. Huh. When did you When did you figure it out? Um. One day I just sat up and I looked at one of my one of my plaques and my gold plaques, and um, I was like, "Dang, you know, we we, we went further than gold. We did like maybe nine hundred thousand on them." A seven hundred thousand on this one, and another eight hundred thousand on this one. And I was like, "Damn, you know what's what's nine hundred thousand times thirteen, or what's eight hundred thousand times 13? And I started doing the math, and I almost had a heart attack because I knew I didn't see none of that damn money. <laughs> I was like, "Oh my god, like they fucking robbed me, like robbed me. I didn't even get I didn't even get fifty percent of that shit. I didn't get nothing, none of that shit, dude. Like I might have seen." Out of all of them albums, I might have seen over to put together. I might have seen over two hundred thousand. You know what I'm saying? Out of everything. So I mean, and and that was in 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 increments. That was like here and there. You know, that wasn't no no real money. You know what I'm saying? So, you know, um, somebody make when you partner up with somebody and they make thirteen million dollars or eleven million dollars, you expect to at least get a quarter of it or half or something like i didn't even get a million of this motherfucker i didn't even get a, a, a half a half a million i didn't get none of that shit like they just took all the fucking money like everything so did you sue i didn't have i didn't i didn't have nobody to to take the case with no lawyers around to take the case you know it was just ugly man you know i didn't i couldn't pay a lawyer i didn't have the money to pay another lawyer to take the case um to to um get me some money or any of that shit, you know. Mm. Um, and plus, they kept on scaring me by saying, oh, you know, when the contract is what you signed, it and you know, in court, it ain't really going to matter because you signed the contract. That's what people kept on saying. And so I was like, shit, if I try to sue them, I ain't going to win because I signed the fucking contract. Mm. You know what I'm saying? So it was just fucked up, you know, but it's really bad how they take advantage of you coming from the, the projects and shit and you just happy you got a record deal thinking you made it. And you got a few thousand dollars thinking that you on top of the world. But in reality, man, they robbing you the blind. You think the 360 deals nowadays are worse than deals that they was giving y'all? Yeah, they are. They 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 tell them they're about the same. It's about the same. But 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 the 360 deals, they get money off everything. So I mean, yeah, that's kind of that's kind of bad. Like you know, artists. It's like people find an artist, and they automatically. It's, it's like you. You automatically start thinking, "Oh, this motherfucker think I'm some kind of slave, trying to put me on, under some fucking slave labor and shit." You know what I'm saying? Like, you know, um, a, a, a other day a motherfucker talking about a. Uh, 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 they don't know where I'm at as far as what I charge for shows and features and shit. And they ask you out loud in the crowd and be like, yo, hey, hey Spice, how much you charging for features? Nigga, like you can afford me, nigga. <laughs> the fuck you talking about, nigga? You can't afford me, nigga. I charge you 30000 right here in front of everybody asking me some shit like that in front of motherfuckers, you know? 
What happened to days when you just scooted up to the side of the nigga and said, hey, man, check it out, man. How much you need from, you know, for this feature or something, you know? How, you know what I'm saying? Instead of motherfucking trying to flaunt. It's just weird-ass shit going on. So, you know, yeah. like uh, uh, Fat Joe, um, he was saying uh, yesterday's price ain't today's price. You know, today's price ain't yesterday's price, y'all. You know, motherfuckers trying to, you know, 2500 3500 shit like that, man. Motherfucker can't do nothing with that money, man. Motherfucker need 10, 15 racks, 20 racks for the show, you know. Um, and people are, you know, they just, they want to get a, a bargain, a deal and shit like that. And then they try to act funny when you just gave them the fucking deal. You know what I'm saying? Like, <laughs> stop me. You like, I'm like, fool, I only charge you fucking five grand for the show. Like, you supposed to at least have the a, a rooms in the hotel and everything put together and shit. So, I mean, you know, uh, that's what makes you go through agencies opposed to dealing with, um, you know, agents. You know yeah. what I'm saying? Yeah. You can't trust people nowadays. Not that you could trust them all that much back in the day, but you could trust them a little bit more back in the day. I will say that, you know, somebody's word was meant a little something back in the day. Yeah, yeah. You know, it don't mean shit now. Now, yeah, now it don't mean shit. Right. Because, you know... <laughs> It's it's a lot of that shit going on, man. And then niggas will screenshot your conversation, put your shit out there, you know. Yeah. Like first, first off, screenshots. If you putting somebody's screenshots out there, you snitching. Ain't no way around that for me. Like that's just some weak ass shit. But the, the, yeah, that's a, that's a whole other story. Yeah, <laughs> like, like that's some snitch shit all day long. Oh my god, man. <coughs> yeah, who 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 are you fucking with hip hop wise? Um. Man, I, I ain't really, you know, um, it's crazy because all I be listening to right now is probably, I listen to Nipsey Hussle, I listen to um, uh, uh, old school, like a, a lot of old school uh, Tupac, I listen to um, me, of course, you know, because I want to remember my damn songs when I record, when I perform them, and um, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, real shit. Um, and, um, you know, it's not too many cats I'll be listening to, you know what I'm saying? Because, um, I don't know. I listen to reggae music. I listen to, uh, uh, Bougie Bontine and, and, uh, and, uh, Ziggy, all of the Marleys. I listen to, um, Ika Mouse. Um, huh. I listen to, uh, well, uh. What is it? Uh, I listen to a lot of Roots reggae, like, you know. Um, so I can't fuck with reggae, man, because I don't know what they're saying. Well, yeah, you know, you got to kind of get into it. You know, it, it's a whole different um, vibe than than the, than the street vibe out here. I just cause sometimes I like to get away from, you know, uh, that whole mm -hmm. vibe. And then, you know, once I come back to that, then I add some of that into my music and shit or whatever. But um, yeah, I smoke a lot of weed, so I definitely listen to a lot of reggae, a lot of fucking. <laughs> Yo, look. So, so is is gangster rap in a good space now or no? Um, I think you know, as far as us being on the radio and dropping shit on the radio, um, it depends on. The style, um, how you coming off, you know, um, because they just, for as much as we, you know, want to believe it or what as we want, they're not playing uh, old school gangster West Coast rap music on the radio no more. You know, they're not playing that shit on the radio. They, um, you get more play <clears throat> um, with people streaming your music through. YouTube and all of that stuff, then you're gonna get played on the radio, or or um, some video games might be playing your songs and stuff. Mm -hmm. You know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. um, but if you're not sounding like a certain sound, you're not gonna be on the radio like that. Yeah. Except, you know? well, you know what? Uh, I will shout out to uh, LL for Rock the Bells Radio. Yeah. Now, Rock the Bells Radio, I love because LL. <laughs> he plays whatever is dope. Yeah. 
It don't yeah. matter what year it came out or when he was. He going to play whatever was dope and whatever is dope on Rock the Bells Radio. Shout out to LL, man. Um, yeah, and, and, and I don't think, that's why I think other radio stations, they be discriminating because, you know, oh, this is old rap. We ain't going to play this. We gonna play um uh what's the dude thing? <laughs> uh black. Kodak Black. I mean I Yeah. Nigga, <laughs> I don't I ain't talking shit about Kodak Black, but that nigga name matched with his motherfucking skin color. That nigga black and <laughs> night with this motherfucker. Kodak Kodak <laughs> your ass <is> black. <laughs> You know what? I will say that over the last since he got out of out of prison, he's gotten more introspective. Yeah, yeah. Shout out to Kodak Black. You know, he he's he he turned. He, you know, it looked like he just got his got his head straight a little bit after he got up out of there. You know, what I'm saying like, okay, okay, I, let me let me stop doing this shit. I'm just gonna do this shit. Yeah, the the joint might you know like it's either gonna make you worse. Then when you went in, or a lot better, and it seems yeah. to have made him better. I mean, shit, you know. I mean, say I'm I'm in the penitentiary. I'm a nigga been in the pen for about twenty years. I'm sitting up in that motherfucker for some murder or some shit, and a rap star coming in that motherfucker for a murder. I'll be mad at that nigga. Yeah, yeah. Like, nigga, how the fuck you? And you had everything. Yeah. You had everything, dude. You had you it fucked all. It up. You was a rap star. You had, what the fuck made you do that? Like, you know, uh, once I started, once I figured out I could make money doing rap, do, doing this rap music, it didn't get, I didn't give a fuck um, how much I made as long as I kept pushing. I wasn't mad at nobody after that. I'm like, I ain't, I ain't got no problem with nobody shit. I can, <laughs> I can do this music and get money, man. Fuck that. I ain't, I ain't had a job since I was 20 years old. I've been doing this rap music for years, getting money. You know what I'm saying? Sometimes God. I'm broke, sometimes I'm paid. You know, it's all about my hustle. It's all about how how far I push myself. You know what I'm saying? Um, and, and, what and job that, did you have at 20? I'm just curious. Huh? What job did you have at 20? Um, they let um some 20 year olds um it was some type of uh special thing going on at the airport at um the UPS airport and they let 20 year olds break there um through the through christmas time so the only job you ever had was a seasonal job yeah i had i worked at UPS and i worked at a few other little places but i didn't work there long enough you know what i'm saying i just never wanted to be broke so i would i was i would sell my dope i go work at Burger King, Jack, whatever the hell I had to work at because I wanted money. I didn't want to be broke for nobody. So I would just hustle, and then, you know, I got a little older, and then we started doing other shit, jacking and robbing and shit. So, you know, I had to cut all that shit. I want, Like I say, once I said, once I dropped the album and got some money from my music, I was like, oh, I'm cool. I ain't, I ain't mad. I ain't doing shit. Yo, like that's a, uh, I remember when I was when I, my neighborhood was big on cars on stealing cars. So and I, I just never it was just never my thing. But one day, you know, I'm like, you know what, fuck it, I'm I'm riding out with y'all. And so we go out into the suburbs and they they still you know I, I'm sitting in the back of the car and I'm thinking to myself, wow, this was a big ass fucking mistake. This is not my wave. <laughs> and my my niggas wasn't mad at me though because they knew they just needed to teach me a lesson. Yeah, you know. So, but oh, man, I got out the car, man. I couldn't do shit, man. I was a waste of fucking space, bro. Like, still, it was not my. Everybody name. out the car. <laughs> fuck out, nigga. I pulled the heat out on everybody. Fuck out. Yeah, still, it was just not. You know, other shit. You know, I was cool with, but still, it. It just, you know, still in cars, man. It just was not my thing. You know it, it, what? I, that's what you know. um I think we was like I think I, I had to be only maybe like seventeen or something and sixteen and Too Short used to pick me up from school and and he wouldn't let me drive his car. I was trying to drive that Baritz and he wouldn't let me drive it. So I went we, well I went and got my little clique together. We went and stole one and 
drove it over there where he was at, and I started doing donuts. I kicked everybody out the motherfucker and drove over there, started doing donuts and shit. And, um, you know, the first thing he said was, man, you know, Chico, get that stolen ass car in front of my... <laughs> Like, how the fuck you know it's stolen, motherfucker? <laughs> I could have sold some dope about this motherfucker. How you know it's stolen shit? Go what? Too, too short. What, what, what's too short like? Short, real laid back, man. He a real laid back OG. You know, he he just real, you know, he he real about his shit. You know, he just a little laid back OG, man. He talk um, real, uh, you know, he talk just like he rap. Like, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> That's the cool part about it, you know. I talked to him like, yeah, man, you know what I'm saying? That little bitch had a nigga really, had a nigga fucked up, man. <laughs> I don't know, I asked him to drive the car and shit. He's like, nigga, you can't drive my car, nigga. You're only 16. He said, uh, he said, you want to, you want to, I'll give you a joint. <laughs> you ain't driving my motherfucking car, nigga. Yo, man, you know, that nigga CD, like, his first, out, oh, my God. God, man, these are oh my goodness, man, too short, man. It almost got me in trouble so much back mm-hmm. in the day. Oh my God! When we was kids, if you didn't know too, we we would walk to school, and if you didn't know no too short songs, you were you was you was a, a bitch ass nigga. While we walking to school, and you know, we all singing too short, and you don't know the words, nigga. We looking at you like, nigga, who are you? We looking at you like an alien. He was one of the first to really just do this shit out of his trunk. Yeah, he used to do it out the trunk, and he used to rap on the bus. Really? So, yeah. The, now he got the street named after him from the bus he used to uh, rap on and shit. They actually named the street after that nigga. Crazy. <laughs> they should have named it, bitch. Hell yeah. <laughs> we right down Biatch Street. Right. <laughs> Yo, 30 years though, bro. Like, first off, I'm proud of you. If don't nobody else tell you, man. Thank you, like, man. I appreciate it. <laughs> Yo, I appreciate that, this shit. For real, for real. Like you you in a, a very elite class, like to be quite honest, it ain't too many brothers or sisters that can say they got three decades up under their belt consistently and still putting out good music. Uh, it's, you know, you gotta love the shit. You gotta love it. Um, you know, we wasn't in it for the money. We was in it because for the love and um, for the love of making music and actually do making hip hop and doing rap, uh, even gangster rap. Um, yeah, we was always in it. You know, for the for the love uh, for the love of it. I figured, you know, I'm gonna get my motherfucking money. You know what I'm saying? But you know, I'm in this because I love music and I love uh, recording and shit. That's what longevity is about. That's why I'm motherfucking doing it so long. It's just what I do. Like I walk, I breathe, I talk, I eat, I rap. Same shit. All right, all right. So, so gangster rap. Let's let, let's talk about it. Where where do you put Ice Cube on your list of gangster rappers? Um, he's definitely in the top five. He might be in my top five, period. Yeah. He's definitely in the top five. Cause I wanna say I wanna say Cube might have three classic albums. Yeah. I mean, I spawned from Ice Cube, like like straight up. NW I know all of the, I know every word to all of their albums. <laughs> I couldn't tell you shit to uh, nobody's new music right now today, but if you put some NWA on, I know all the words to that shit. What you think about the movie? It was cool, you know. Um, but I think I think that a lot of maybe a few of them might not have disagree, might not have, might not have agreed with um, how a lot of things went down in the movie. So everybody yeah. had their I think everybody had their. Um, their opinions about it, um, negative and positive, but um, overall and all, it was just happy. It was, I was just happy to see a movie about NWA. You know, um, even with the Tupac movie, I was just happy to see him do a movie about about the homie like that. It's like you know, after all of these years, it's like looking at that kind of stuff. You know, you feel a, a sense of um, 
uh, accomplishment, even though it's, it's somebody else, you know, even though it's, it's the homie video or movie, it's the homies movie, you feel like hip hop has accomplished and gotten so far that they do movies about um, the artist, um, major motion picture. deserved a better movie, though, I'm not going to lie. Definitely, you know, um, I think, you know, um, it, it's going to take somebody that really um, knows and really give them some real info um, because first of all, the, the dude that they have played Pac, you know, shout out to them or whatever. Um, um, yeah, man. He had Stop. a Pac had an East Coast accent, so you know, even though he's from the West, Pac had an East Coast accent. So if you gonna play Tupac, you have to have an East Coast accent. Like that's so oh. unbelievable when somebody get on there sounding like they're from LA or Oakland or, or the Bay or something. Even though Pac spent a lot of time out there in L.A. and in Oakland, he still had an East Coast accent. Mm -hmm. He didn't say New York. He said New York. You know what I'm saying? Hmm. He, he didn't. He didn't. He didn't say New York. He said, you know, Y O R K. He said New York. Y O K E. Yo, New York. I never, I never paid attention to that. He had an East Coast accent, so. That's what made it really unbelievable when I started watching the movies. I'm like, nah, that's definitely not, you know. Now, if dude had had an East Coast accent, I would I would have been tripping. Like, oh, shit, he really acted like Pac. You know what I'm saying? Yo, and the NWA movie, like, I just didn't like that they made, like, like okay, easy, yeah. Like, did, he, did he do some shit that, that, that was not favorable? Yeah, but he also put all of y'all niggas on. Yeah, he, he put everybody on. With his, you know, with his with his check with the little chippers he had put together, yeah, and they just they just want they of course you need a boogeyman in the movie, you know, and I guess he you know him and Jerry Heller was the easy boogeyman, you know, but I don't know man, I kind of wanted to see Easy in a more favorable light. Yeah, um, especially you know it's crazy because you know the, the industry is, is so. So fucked up. Um, I definitely would have would have wanted to see, you know, because Easy was real a real uh, icon to me, even as far as his music and, you know, I wanted to fuck with Easy, uh, Ruthless Records, all of that shit. Um, so I mean, yeah, definitely. Um, yeah, I kick it with the son a lot. You know, I talk to Lil E a lot and, and E three. Well, not a lot, but I, you know, when we see each other, it's, it's real. It's major love. You know what I'm saying? Yo, that's some big ass footsteps to have to uh, a big shadow that that he cast. Uh, <laughs> yes, it I, is. I feel bad for for like kids of 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 stars of that magnitude because like nothing you can do is going to be good enough for the general public. Yeah, because you know your. Whatever you do, your pops already did it. <laughs> He's thinking, you know, even, you know, my, my daughters, they, uh, one of them raps, the other one sings, and it's like, you know, I try to help them, and they don't really want me to help them. So it's like, you know, oh, I want to do this on my own, you know, and it's like, damn, you know what I'm saying? Like, look at Q helping his son out. His son's career turning out perfect. I think it's a little, it, it might be a little different with, with daughters, though. Yeah, yeah, because they, they definitely want to do it on their own. You know, and, and man, I got three daughters of my of my own, and they grown, got their own kids, and, man, they hard-headed as hell. Yeah. <laughs> Love them to death. I think God run through a wall for them. But, oh, my God, man, they just, when they get in their mind, they're going to do something. Ain't shit that I, I'm, I'm going to tell them. Cold part about it is that they, they, they like, my daughter, uh, she can do more shit than I can do. <laughs> she sings. She played the guitar. She can record herself. She raps all kind of shit. I'm like, I can't do all that shit. I, you know, I got a few things I do. You know what I'm saying? But that, you know, I can't play the guitar, the keyboard, and shit. I, mean, I can that's play the keyboard a little bit. They're supposed to be better than you. Yeah, you know what I'm saying, and that's why I've been trying to tell them they don't understand. Like, man, let me let me direct you in the right direction. Let me point you in the right direction. Yeah, I, I get you, you know, like, I, I, I get it, you know, like, if you, I, I don't understand, like, I get that they want to do, you know, blaze their own trail, but at the same time, like, if you don't have to go 
through this hood. Don't go through that hood. Why? Why the fuck would you do it if you don't have to? Exactly. Like, it just makes absolutely no sense. But, you know, like, with age come wisdom, it's supposed to anyway. Right. Right. You know, so, and, you know eventually, you know, they're they, they going to catch on. Because, shit, at 20, at 20, you wasn't nobody telling you what to do. No. Hell no. Yeah, yeah, same here. It's a few people I would have listened to, but they never told me what to do either. It was just like, you know. Because certain people you would listen to. Who did you listen to back in the your day? Your parents is certain other other certain people you listen to. Like you got a did you have like an uncle or something, a big cousin or something like that that just you know for whatever reason it was that person that you just you you, you just kind of gravitated towards and took their yeah. advice. Yeah, yeah. Um, it was it was more it was like this this he was actually a he wasn't related to me but he was just a big homie in the hood. Mm-hmm. And he uh, ended up being Two Shorts DJ for a while. His name was Pizzo. And then uh, he, he DJ for even DJ for E40 for, for a few years. But he was my DJ before both before he met Two Short and so I knew him. You know when mm-hmm. we was kids in a in a neighborhood, and um, like he gave me a lot of advice that got me where I needed to to go. You know mm-hmm. what I'm saying? Shout out to that nigga. Yeah, DJ Pizzo. Shout out to the Beat Fixer, man. Uh, plugged in with the, Tony, 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 and everybody. You know, um, plugged in with everybody out there on on uh, in, the, in the Bay. Uh, if they don't know who DJ Pizzo is, they need to do some uh, history, man. Go back and check their history because DJ Pizzo is deep. That's him on the stage with Tony, Tony, Tony in the Feels Good video. Um, that's him on the in the backstage sometimes on some of the E40 shows, maybe a lot of E40 shows and a lot of two short shows and a lot of mine. So he's DJ for all of us. So yeah, yo niggas in Detroit. That's I loved E40. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> that nigga would make up. It made no sense sometimes, but then he made sense. Like he would make up words. And after two songs, nigga, that's, that word is like a word for everybody. <laughs> Not everybody used the shit. Oh, my God, man. That nigga had a, had a... I think he came out with his own dictionary and shit. Yep, yeah, dictionary and all that shit, yeah. Yo, that's crazy, man. Yo, I, I, I'm really, uh, like, fucking with the wine and shit. Like, the the, the spirits. The, like, he might have been the first one to really come out with, with, with liquor and shit. Yeah, I think I don't remember. I don't. I don't remember nobody before him doing that. Cause I know JC. I mean Jay Z came after him, but yeah, I don't think nobody. Uh, like Nick, Nick, I will say niggas on the uh, in, in, in the Bay Area. First off, the diversity of the music was off the hook. You know, from Souls of Mischief to Too Short, like the shit was all over the place. You know? Yeah. Uh, but it, it, it all existed in a great space, and it wasn't like niggas was stepping on each other's toes or niggas was hating. It was just a beautiful collage of, 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 of blackness. And, and even you and Too Short had songs that, you know, y'all talk y'all shit, but y'all also had songs that was uplifting and reflected what y'all wanted to see in in, in society for black people. Yeah. Was yeah. That, like, where'd that like come from? The ghetto and, and, and even in my neighborhood, like, even songs after that, you know. Why? Like what, what? What made you do those songs? Um, you know, I just figured, you know, it, you can brag and talk about gangster shit all you want to. You can talk about how much money you got all you want to. Motherfuckers can hate on that. They can say, "Oh, that nigga ain't no gangster," or "Oh, that nigga ain't, ain't ain't that motherfucking rich." I know a nigga who got more money than that. You know, they can hate on you and say some shit. But when you do some shit like Welcome to the Ghetto, where the fuck they gonna hate at? Where they gonna hate at? Yeah, that was a dope-ass song. Some dude. real shit. Yes. That was so, a beautiful song. Yeah, and a nigga that hate on that is gonna look, they're gonna be looked at like a hater and nothing else. So, I mean, when you spitting some real shit, you, they can't hate on real shit. So, you know, you just spit what's really going on out there and you tell them what, how, tell it like it is and put it to some good music and shit, then you can win. You're going to win. 
Mm. Yo, um, and I know we ain't got but a few more minutes, man. If people want to get in touch with you, man, how they go about doing that? Right now, they can hit me on my on my Instagram, um, uh, which is the, uh, the Real Spice One. Um, uh, you spell out the one, or is it just yeah? You spell out one, the Real Spice One. You spell out one, uh, and um, and my Twitter is uh, I think it's the it's just it's just Spice One. Okay. I had to get a new Twitter account. I, I'm locked out of my other one, but um, I'm on my Instagram a lot. So definitely check. I've, I've been pushing everything out of there, all of my uh, promotions and stuff. Um, so, yeah, definitely check me out on my, out on my IG. All right, bet. Um, yo, uh, <clears throat> man, you absolutely a legend in the game, bro. Um, and, I, and I'm wishing you much more success. Yo, is it better being independent than being signed for you? Yeah, it is because you, 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 uh, you know, you are the the uh you are the navigator of your own destiny you you say when you get up and what to do and you know it's, everything is on you as long as you know what to do and mm -hmm. how much you need to do it then you straight you know um so i mean with all of that said it's it's cool being your own boss um and you learn stuff at the same time so definitely it's better being independent yo yeah, yeah, I'm sorry. No emotion podcast. Yeah, 800 physical copy. It's crazy. Yeah, man. Like selling 800,000 CDs, it just that ain't happening no more. Yeah, yeah. These people that got up out their bed and walked and drove and walked to the store, caught the bus, however they got there, and to the record store and bought the shit physically. You know what I'm saying? And that's that's different than just downloading it from your phone when you're laying in the bed. You ain't got to do shit. Yo, man, and it, I'm telling you, I should tell. I tell people, man, it was a whole production. Like you, you go get you a bag of weed. You waiting yeah. on you waiting on the release. You know the release date is March the fifth. Okay, well I know March the fourth. I got my weed. I got my forty. I got everything. You know, I've got go to the go go to the record store. Cop that bitch. I'm looking at the whole. I'm, I'm reading everything on that motherfucker. Who produced it? Who you shouting out? The whole. Man, it was just man. It was. Them days is gone, bro. Yeah, yeah. You know, of, of actually getting the, the CD and looking at the back of it, looking at the cover of it, and um, you know, uh, reading the words, the shout outs, and who did this beat and who's on the vocals and all of that. It's, all of that shit is gone now. Oh shit, man! I remember. Getting an album, let alone no CD. Getting an album, tapes. yeah. Oh my god, they're getting twelve inches and shit. <laughs> oh lord, an album, man, and that had that was like the, the shit. If you had the album, you know. Uh, <sighs> and so now, you know, they, you know, they they trying to come back with it or whatever, but you know, um, it's hard to people. That's why they're re-releasing albums now. Cause some of the kids they want to, they, they actually want albums. So it's going around, it's going around in a circle. That's dope, man. I, you know, I, I hope my grandkids can enjoy a dope ass uh, Spice One album. <laughs> hell, hell, yeah. <laughs> hell yeah! You know, they can, they can, they can go pick up the old shit or the new shit. Um, the new, uh, the new song on site is 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 off the hook. So I mean, check out on site. That shit is lit. It's, it's savage. The um the video is about to drop uh for um maybe about a week week okay. or two we'll re release it but man stay tuned the new single on site is off the Richter man it's savage yo I ain't we didn't even get a chance to talk about eight man it's one of my fucking favorite MCs too oh uh, yeah that, that's, man, I done made a couple I, of I joints to, together too right all the time you know. I think I talked to him and Sebo more than anybody. I talked to Aiden Sebo a lot. And fucks with Gangster Chronicles too. Shout out to them. Yeah, yeah. You know, real uh, stick. Yeah, that's real dope. Anyway, man, I'm gonna let you get out of here, man. Um, I truly, truly, truly appreciate your time, your energy, and your wisdom, bro. If there's man, ever thanks anything, for having me on the show. For sure. Oh, come on, man, stop it. Uh, if there's ever anything I can do for you, not sure what, but let me know. For sure, man. Hey, just let them know, man. That single on site, oh, man. The video drop. I got you. Turn up. 
Email. That's Matter of fact, you got my email, man. Yeah. Email me the video when it come out. Okay, definitely. So send I can play me that email shit. address. I'm, I'll send it to you. All right, bet. No yeah, doubt. Thanks, man. I appreciate everything. On on that note, man. Appreciate you, man. Have a good one, man. Um, we out. Yo, uh, wow, that's fucking dope, man. That's actually like on my bucket list, man, to fucking interview Spice One, man. Uh, yo, shout out to No Emotion, David Thornton. I think I'm reading your name. Y'all don't know how fucking sick I am, man. Oh my god, fucking like, ugh. been sick for the last two days. It's been horrible, but I was not about to miss this interview for shit. So, um. Uh, well, well, I'm trying to think before I go who we got. Uh, who we got next week? Uh, I know I got uh, Dr. Umar coming on the 22nd. So shout out to Dr. Umar. Oh, we got uh, uh, wait a minute. Oh, Skeechy coming on next week. So that should be pretty dope too. Uh, so check that out. Anyway, man, it's your talent that gets you on the show, man. But it's your story that makes you stand out. Y'all already know, man. I only fuck with legends only. Another salute to uh, Spice One. Y'all have a good one. Hey, tap in, man. Share the show. Like the show. The whole nine. Y'all already know. Have a good one.